0: Like my dad just said, my name is Mike Moynihan. I am the host of this show this week and every week. Golden Age for Cardboard. Welcome to another episode. Hope everybody's having a great week. And, you know, a lot's been going on this week. I mean, Monday was tax day. And it's a huge day for me in my business as a financial planner. That's what I do for a living and i had a lot of a lot of calls people paying taxes that didn't expect to and all kinds of fun stuff it's it's generally a pretty crappy day just cuz there's a lot of stuff to take care of i'm always glad when it's over and it is and in those conversations that i had with clients something kept coming up and it made me want to do an episode about the topic today that i'm going to be discussing and the the title of this episode is going to be "Are Vintage Cards Recession Proof?" And I mentioned the conversations I was having with clients. They were a lot are asking me, you know, are we heading for a recession? And if you watch any of the news channels, the the business news channels, it's are we heading towards a recession? Are we heading towards a recession? And there's a lot of concern about that, and rightfully so. I mean, recessions are are not <laughs> fun things the last recession that we had was due to the pandemic it was the shortest recession we've ever had it was only 2 months long it's funny recessions are something you can only identify as you look backwards after time has passed and you go oh yeah we were in a recession back then um so you can certainly see economic things that happen that make us lead us to believe that hey we might be in a recession but you never really again know until you're through it and you look back and you go yep we were in a recession that was a pretty terrible time and it sure felt like it during that and a lot of people you know consumer sentiment is low um there's just a lot of things going on in the world that make people just generally feel pretty negative about how things are going to be in the future we've got a war going on with ukraine and russia you've got high inflation you've got you know gas prices crazy all this kind of stuff and Recessions aren't a great thing. The reason we're talking about it is because if we were, were to enter into an economic recession, you have to think about who gets hit the hardest when we have an economic recession, if we were to have one. And the reality is it's typically the lower and middle income folks that just feel the impact of that the most. I mean, the reality is if you're rich and a recession, it's no fun. You're not getting any richer, but you're not going to be poor either. You're not worried about paying your bills. You're not worried about paying your mortgage. You're not worrying about, you know, clothing, your kids, things like that. All that stuff still happens, even in a recession for the quote unquote rich person and define that as you will. But if you have your, your lower income, your kind of middle-class type folks, it can really severely impact their lives because you see, Another thing with recessions is uh, layoffs. You know, you have people losing their jobs and having no income. That's a big problem. You've got, uh, you know, in this case, we got high inflation right now, which is the reality for, again, for a rich person, it's not that big a deal. Your bills still get paid. You don't care. It doesn't, not that you don't care. You just, it it has less of an impact versus a lower <laughs> middle income person who is struggling as it is, and now you throw on top that you have to pay X dollars more at the gas pump, X dollars more at the grocery store to feed your family. And and so what you see is a lot of those discretionary expenses get taken out of the budget. They get removed completely. And for most of us, baseball cards are a luxury item. They're a discretionary expense. It's not something we have to have. And so you have to think about if that's the type of person that's affected, is that the, also the type of person that's involved in our hobby? And the answer is yes. And there are rich people that are involved in our hobby, too. But again, it's it's kind of like uh, the slice of America. Most people are middle class or, or lower income, and therefore they are affected by those things. And they're also probably the largest demographic in the hobby are those middle class and and lower income people. Cause they love baseball just as much your bank account doesn't matter. doesn't care whether or not you love baseball or not, you know, the size of your bank account doesn't affect that. You can love baseball, baseball cards, this hobby, all that stuff, regardless of what your uh, tax return says, et cetera. And so as I've been churning through this thought in my brain, a lot of people that there's this historic narrative that vintage cards, especially, are kind of stable they don't go down in value and you know they always kind of hold their value and all this kind of stuff first off i need to put it before i really really dive into this let me get a couple caveats out there (sighs) wow so many people are going to disagree with me on this and that's okay you're we're, we're allowed to think differently i do not view sports cards as an investment and there are lots of channels out there that tout sports cards as being such a great investment and and I just don't look at it that way. To me an investment is something that generates cash flow. It has some type of utility. You own something that has utility that ha- that can generate cash flow that has some intrinsic value. Take a stock if you own a stock. That is an investment because it can either a pay you a dividend which generates cash flow, b you own a part of that company, you own a part of its assets, you own a part of its revenue stream. Uh, and, and so that has value. Sports cards, like a lot of other things are collectibles to me is how I view them. And, and the important distinction there is a, a collectible is just that it's it, a collectible is only worth what someone's willing to pay. It has no real value. Uh, this mini Minoso card here is is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. I can't spend it. I can't eat it. I can't you put it in my car and make it run. I can't do any of that stuff. It doesn't pay me, you know. It, it doesn't have money coming off of it every year in terms of uh, cash flow. It doesn't pay me a dividend, anything like that. It's not like I have a rental home that can pay cash flow. That's an investment. Real estate is an investment can go up in value. And that's not to say, let me be clear about this. That is not to say that collectibles cannot be a way to make money. You can absolutely make money in collectibles, especially sports cards. Those are two different things. And you would say, well, no, they're not, Mike. If, if you can make money on it, it's an investment. It, it's not in the pure definition. It's just not. Uh, high value art is not an investment. It's It's something you can make money on. It's a collectible. Bitcoin is not an investment. It's a currency. Yes, you can make money in Bitcoin and you can lose your ass too. Just like you can in sports cards, just like you can in fine art. They are not investments. They are alternative ways to earn money, to make money. So now that I've said my piece on that, and again, so many of you are probably ready to either punch your radio if you're listening to this in the car, punch your computer screen if you're watching on YouTube or your phone, throw your phone if you're watching it that way. But that's just how I feel after 40 years in this hobby and 25 years as a financial planner. I, I formed an opinion on this and it, and it, no one's going to change my mind. <laughs> you can't change my mind. Don't even try. But with that premise and the idea that, I do think collectibles have value. I do think sports cards have value. There is value there. They are, they cost money. They're not free. I wish people would give me baseball cards free. I would love them just the same. And, but I never buy sports cards as an investment. Now, do I hope they go up? Sure, over time. I mean, it's nice to see that the sports cards that I put so much money and time and effort into are worth more to someone else. Today, than they were when I bought it, whenever I bought it. That's a good thing. That makes me feel good for sure. Um, But I'm not, it's not part of my retirement plan. It's not part of, you know, oh man, I really hope this works out so I can send my kids to college. My kids are already in college, but you get people used to say that, oh, save your sports cards. You can maybe send your kids to college. Never, ever looked at sports cards that way. It is a hobby, they are a collectible. It is fun. I get enjoyment out of it. but I don't necessarily expect it to be part of, you know, my overall financial plan. I have IRAs and other things to take care of that stuff, but there is still this underlying idea that vintage cards are recession proof that they don't go down or are they recession proof? That's kind of the question I'm posing and and trying to answer and think through my opinion on that idea and it's one thing to, to say that with conjecture, that there's conjecture about that. It's another to have empirical, empirical, e- empirical, not empirical, empirical evidence, meaning true data that would prove or disprove that that's an actual true statement that indeed vintage cards do or do not lose value during a recession, an economic recession. So we've had a couple of recessions, like I mentioned, the one from the, the pandemic uh, that lasted from February uh, to April of 2020. So literally two months, three months, very short recession. That's kind of unfair because sports cards did really well during that recession. That's the, the general consensus, right? That sports cards boomed. Uh, it was, you know, everything went up and, and all that. I have some evidence to go against that. If I was to really do a deep dive into the data and analytics of this question, it would take me a really long time. You would have to look at a spectrum of sports cards uh, across all sports, and if you wanted to stay in the vintage era, that's fine. To think about vintage as a as a as a store of value in and in a solid place, and the reality is it'd probably be good to like come up with an index or something of, say, 100 or 200 or 500 different vintage cards that are widely held. Um, everybody knows what they are. If you're in the hobby, that would be a good thing to do. And then you could track that and compare it to different economic periods and be able to say yes, no, or maybe to this question in in a much more definitive way. I simply looked at one card as a way to measure this in a way that I could go, did it matter on this card? And I looked at the 52 Tops Mickey Mantle, kind of one of those cards that everybody wants to own. No matter what the economic environment is, if if you're a vintage baseball card fan, then you would want a 52 Tops Mickey Mantle in your collection. I do not have one. And so it's something that I've always wanted and hopefully someday we'll get but I went and looked at a couple of things. So I looked at a PSA five and I looked at a PSA three. I think looking at graded cards is really the way to do that because a PSA three today is the same grade as it would be five years ago. Looking at raw cards would be very difficult because the conditions can vary so much. It's, it's very difficult, but you can track the graded stuff. It's super easy. I used, uh, VCP vintage card prices to look up past history of the price of the P of the 1952 tops mantle. I looked at it in two different grades. I looked at a PSA five and I looked at a PSA three. And the reason I looked at those two grades is five's kind of that collector grade, uh, kind of a mid grade card. And, and that's all well and good, but quite frankly, there's not a ton of those that are being bought and sold and transacted a lot versus a PSA three, which they're just, The population on the PSA 3 is much higher, and therefore, you're going to see more transactions. It might give you some more data. But let's look at the pandemic recession that we just had in 2020. The PSA 5 mantle in February 2020, right before the world went to hell in a handbasket, right before everything was shut down in March, sold around $69,000 for a PSA 5. That sounds pretty good, actually Uh, 69 grand for a PSA five in February, 2020 by May of 2020. So just right after the recession technically ended, but nobody was feeling good in May of 2020 about the future. Uh, It was still pretty bleak. You could buy a PSA five mantle for $56,000 just a couple of months later. So in fact, it did go down 13 grand. You know what is that percentage-wise? Yeah, um, well, that's about twenty percent, eighteen percent or so. I would guess doing the math in my head from February to May of twenty twenty. Now, what's cool and and where I think the argument holds water for vintage is that the demand doesn't like everybody wants a fifty-two tops manual, so there's there's always a demand for that card, right? And what we saw in 2020 was by December of 2020, PSA 5 mantles were already selling back up around $66,000. So it had recovered uh, most of the the lost paper value, the lost value from the recession by December of that year. And now I, I don't even, I didn't even look at the current prices on a PSA 5 mantle. I'm sure it's higher than $66,000, but that goes to show that, they kind of rebound quicker because that demand is relatively constant. I think people are wanting to get that card. Now a PSA three during that same time frame, uh, PSA three mantle in the last, the kind of closest sale near the pandemic was in January of 2020. And it was about $34,000 by May of 2020 down to 25,000 bucks. So it went down 9,000, which is Pretty similar uh percentage decrease actually a little bit more in reality closer to 25 percent decrease on the psa3 between uh january and may so by the end of the quote-unquote recession prices had come down quite a bit by november of 2020 here's the recovery story that card psa3 mantle 52 tops 40 grand so not only had it come back past the point where it was trading pre-pandemic recession, it was actually higher than that by November. So very interesting thing. Let's go back even further. That was the most recent recession. It was only a couple of months. It's not the greatest of of things to look at because we did have a boom in the hobby overall and, and things went down. Let's go back to the Great Recession. Let's go back to 07, 08. The hobby was not nearly as popular during this time. You've got a, uh, I was in the hobby. Lots of people were in the hobby, but it was certainly not at the level that it is currently or has been the last two or three years. We call it the Great Recession. It lasted from December 2007 to June of 2009. So a year and a half, that's 18 month recession. That's a long recession. That's a, a healthy recession, so to speak, which is why they call it the Great Recession. Now, here's what's interesting. In December of 07, you could buy a PSA 5 mantle for $13,700. By the end of the recession, I looked at the last closest sale that I could find was August of 2009. Again, I said the recession ended in June of 2009. 18800 That card went up. 37% over the 18 month recession. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. If you look at the PSA3, it tells a different story, which is why this is really tough to say I'll get to my conclusion here in a little bit. Let me not do let me not say what I wanted to say. PSA3 man, let me tell you the data. $10,000 you could buy it for in January 08. So if you could buy it's funny, a PSA3 was 10 grand. A PSA 5 was 13.7. So it was a lot more expensive. It was 37% more expensive to buy a 5, but I don't know that I wouldn't buy a 5 back then, back in the day. I wish I would have bought one of them. You know, 10 grand for a 3 sounds really good right now. Uh, I could find a a 3 for 10 grand. I, I promise you, I'd be begging and borrowing and stealing to make that happen. But January 08, 10 grand. By October 09, which is the most recent sale I could find post recession that ended in June, six grand. So it actually went down. So the PSA fives went up, the PSA threes went down during the same time frame. Is it that there was maybe more demand for a five? Maybe Uh, there were fewer of them, so it commanded a higher price. Maybe there's a lot of factors that go into that, or could potentially be in in that argument or in that discussion. And so if you just look at the last two, rec- and I was talking to Rich Klein yesterday about this idea. And uh, he said, long been in the hobby for as long as I've been alive, essentially. And uh, so he has a lot of experience. And he said, Oh, yeah, back in the eighty early 80s, you know, there was a recession and, you know, things went all everything went down and all this. And, it's hard to compare that to, to now It's or even to 08, 07, 08. Our world's just very different. So I thought just at least looking at the last two recessions, the pandemic recession and the Great Recession would, would give us some relatively recent history to compare to. And as, as I as I look at this data, which, again, is one card, right? I'm only talking about one card, so I'm not trying to say this would be true of every vintage card. But it tells a mixed story. It really does. Does it, does it mean that vintage cards are recession-proof? The answer is probably no. I, um, I don't think anything is recession-proof. I think that when recessions happen, economic times are bad, people are struggling, people are trying hard to pay their bills and keep their jobs, and other things become higher priority for their budget, and sports cards are not probably high on that list. And and so you're just going to see a natural uh progression of people buying fewer cards and or they're buying lesser grades or they're doing all kinds of different things which would tend to make me think that although I think vintage cards can recover quicker, I think there's always a demand for them. So, cuz even during a recession it doesn't mean I don't want the cards just cuz it's a recession i do, i still want the cards and i would love to add them to my collection i just can't afford to for whatever reason if that if you're in that circumstance it's not that people and collectors don't want to buy those cards and so i think the demand is always there which allows vintage cards to recover quicker versus say modern cards that by the time the recession's over let's say 0708 whoever was the hot rookie in 07 December 07 when the recession hits 18 months later, that might've changed 180 degrees, right? You might have a completely new crop of players and the, the guy that was supposed to be great might not be great anymore. There's just so many factors if you have a prolonged recession and it's, it's fun to talk about just to think, I, I think there's just, again, this idea that cards are recession proof and, and, and that's just, I think a flawed argument. I think the data tells us that it's a mixed bag that sometimes yes, they go down and sometimes no, they don't. I wish I, and maybe somebody would do some research on this. That'd be really cool to see. They could, excuse me, track multiple cards, multiple grades and kind of have this larger pool of data to, to look at, to see what the data really shows. But my just, kind of gut feeling about it is that I don't think they're recession proof that I think they can lose money during a recession. As I think really all cards lose money just because it's a collectible. It's not a necessity. It's not a have to thing. I, I think that that's just a general statement that is probably true. And it's times like that, that I hope as a collector, I can take advantage of that that I have the ability financially to add some cards that maybe I couldn't add when prices were higher, always thinking first about taking care of my family and making sure my bills are paid. And you know, that all the things that need to get done, get done first. And then, Oh, by the way, if there's some left over and I want to pick up some cards all the better. So let me make sure there's nothing else in my notes here that I want to cover. This is definitely going to be a shorter episode. Uh, but I, but I thought this was a fair question to ask, given the economic environment we're in. Um, for personally, I don't think we're going to be having a recession. Uh, unemployment is incredibly low. We've got a lot of headwinds for sure economically, and we've got a lot of problems we need to kind of work on and get fixed. And uh, but I think that can happen without us getting thrown into an economic recession. But I do think inflation uh, is something that's gonna bear onto cards like it is now. I I just think it's going to matter because people, the longer inflation continues to stay high, people can absorb it for a little while. You can kind of go, okay, gas prices are higher for now. And I I can kind of work that into my life. But at some point that becomes a bigger, bigger deal, bigger and bigger deal. To someone's budget like oh my gosh how long is this going to continue And nobody knows uh, you can't say oh yeah inflation's going to be over by this time or you know don't worry about it it's only the fed chairman uh powell from powell said it's transitory and it's not it's turning out not to be transitory <laughs> it, i don't know that it, it's certainly not permanent but it's definitely not transitory transitory meaning very temporary so it I know I just threw out a whole bunch of economic terms and things like that, but that's that's my world that I work in. That's the the world I live in every day. And I, I read a lot and I watch a lot and have a lot of information about this, a lot of personal experience with this. Don't use your cards as a recession hedge. It's not gonna probably not gonna work out for you. So be smart have fun with it. Enjoy the hobby. Cause that's what it's really all about. Right. I just enjoy having cards. If they're worth more later. Great. I hope they are, but I'm not banking on that. And I would tell you, try not to do the same and you might end up disappointed. I hope you're not though. I hope everything only goes up for you, but, uh, history tells us that's not likely. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching, for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback down below. I'd love to hear your comments. It means a lot to me. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon and keep collecting.